to batting around. It's batting around. It's a baseball podcast. It's a early in the morning here. Uh, I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren. Let's fucking go Orioles. I'm Lauren. <laughs> and Steven. You. Yeah. <laughs> The most subdued yo yet. I like. That. I was trying to, I was trying to match uh, Lauren's energy, energy. Yeah. Lauren's energy for uh, the team that we've decided to attach our our emotions to, and uh, uh, that was that was the yo that reflects how I feel about the Phillies right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you're not you're not the Braves. It so. wasn't a sad yo. Uh, yeah, it's it, just, was just yeah a, just, it was just a. It was just a. Okay. Okay. Mm, you know, you got ten games left or something, right? You'll be alright. <laughs> uh, certainly, they can't collapse in ten days. <laughs> <laughs> the September Phillies would never do that to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and we have a guest with us today. Uh, Guess I'm really excited about. He is a man of many podcasts, <laughs> uh, including the Not a Cast podcast. My brother, my captain, my podcast, and uh, my personal favorite of of of, uh, of them all, Podcast Sans Frontieras. It's uh, Manu. How's it going, buddy? Hi, this is Manu. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Coming yeah. in hot with your own intro. Well, I mean, I- I've said many times that I think I'm Lauren is literally the best intro for any host on any <laughs> podcast that I've ever heard. I think it's the best. Uh, so I tried to add my own flavor to it. I was hanging out with a friend of mine last night who, uh, who was like, I've been, yeah, I've been listening to your show. I did the same thing about that. I'm Lauren. <laughs> it's like an instant laugh five seconds yeah, into were... the recording. It just like sets a good tone. That's why I'm such a big fan of it. Yeah, they they loved it. It was great. I did it just because like the, 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 the funniest thing about podcasts to me is when the hosts all sound alike and you don't, you can't really tell like whose voice is what. Yeah. So I think everybody should just go like, yeah, I, I, I I am I am X Y Z, and this is the sound of my voice at the start yeah. of every episode, and like multiple times throughout the episode, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, yeah, you should just like, all right, that segment is over. Just a reminder: I'm Jane. <laughs> this is what Jane's voice sounds like. Yes, thank you. I, I'm Lauren. As as we continue into this, and I'm Stephen, and I I think I think we should we should. Uh, I was re-listening back to our previous bonus episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Go subscribe if you're not, because it was a good episode. Uh, but we talked briefly about accents, and I'm like, I, I think we should, I think we should play, we try to play up our accents a little more harder. Get that Midwestern. Okay. Get that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, 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 um, if anything, I would, I would just ob- obnoxiously lean into a Baltimore accent that I do not have and do not know how to do properly. You got time to develop it, though. You're not that far away. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally just going to become like a Baltimore a Baltimore guy, uh, <laughs> at, at least at least until Adley Rutschman goes away in, in Arb Two. <laughs> I don't really do voices, but apparently people tell me I have like the strongest Chicago accent they've ever heard, and you got a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, I know. I Chicago. can tell it's there. Like I yeah, heard Chicago. it a little bit in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there it's there i mean I'm, I'm proud of it if it is there but yeah. it's just i can't hear it well right. it's 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 like of the big cities with accents it's like the most like uh it's the one that like seems to close his line to like the what what's it called the um, the broadcaster mm, the atlantic yeah. broadcaster accent yeah. it's like considered the neutral accent just because it's the one on the tv yeah, sure i'll take it yeah yeah <laughs> i love my dumb upper midwest accent like yeah, it's ter- it's terrible. It's it's one of the probably, dumbest accents there is. I love it. Yeah, it's probably th- one of the most like mocked accents in America yeah. behind yeah, since, like the Texas since and the fucking Fargo. Yeah, yeah. 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 They made a TV show just to make fun of the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fucking Cohen brothers really just sticking in it with the, in the ribs with a knife. Fargo's yeah. not even in fucking Minnesota either. <laughs> Cohen brothers just decide to go scorched earth on the Minnesotans for no reason in the <laughs> yeah. late 90s. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, oh. New Yorkers get uh the the fucking like sad uh like folk musician uh Yeah. 
Yeah, New York, famously a place where there's no dumb accents. (laughs) (laughs) No, they need they need to. The Conroys need to do a movie about like a about like a Yankees fan uh, who's 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 uh, insanely mad on Twitter about Aaron Judge not getting enough credit for the MVP season he's having. (laughs) <laughs> well i since i haven't really been following baseball but yesterday i did see a lot of people getting mad or discussing about non-baseball games cutting to aaron judge and i i don't care i don't have any opinion <laughs> one way or another but i'm curious what you guys think about that i i think like their, their complaint is that like the uh games were on apple tv and uh uh apple tv wasn't letting other networks like brought like well there's uh, that Oh, there's separate things from this? Different things. There's different things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's the thing where, yeah, Apple TV had the rights to the Red Sox uh, Yankees game, and everyone wanted yes to have it. (laughs) Or all the the Yankees fans and stuff wanted yes to have it because they wanted them, like, yes to call uh, judges, whatever, 60. It's more complicated. Like, also, there is, like, a valid concern that, like, older people, people who aren't, like, in technology, people don't have a smart TV. Might have cable, might have some other way of watching the game that's not Apple TV. Personally, I think it's it's pretty easy to sign up for, and it's free once you do. But yeah. there are there are people who like won't be able to do that, and but maybe they don't have yeah. grandkids who can do it for them. Yeah, sure. But the other thing is other broadcasts cutting to Aaron Judge at bats, like college uh, football games and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being like, <laughs> hey, something historic's gonna happen. We interrupt your, we now interrupt your programming to do that, and that I think is awesome. Uh, especially <laughs> if it makes people mad, I think it's great. Yes. Uh, if we're we're forcing baseball uh, <laughs> down your fucking throats, like I love that. Um, Actually, yeah, I was not. I, I did not agree at first. At first, I was like, you know, it's fine. People don't who don't, don't watch baseball shouldn't have to care. No, I'm on, I'm completely on your side. Yeah, like we, we should we should choke this down the throat of every single American somehow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need we, we we need to we need to unify the country around uh, being bored by baseball. Like, <laughs> we absolutely fucking right. need to do that. We, we need a unifying event on the scale of nine eleven, but about baseball. Yeah, we need because yeah. you know there's there's no more there's no more monoculture. Uh, the kind of the last time there was 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 like Game of Thrones, I think. Huh? Sure was. You can call it the Manu culture, even. <laughs> yeah, because that's literally all I do. It's all it's Game just... of Thrones and Star Wars and, and puns Lord on your them. name. <laughs> it's all collapsing in on itself. It is the yeah. end of culture as we know it. Yeah, yeah. But so, so speaking of that, uh, when when there isn't baseball, when your team's eliminated. When the playoffs are over and you don't like other sports or you can't get in other sports, what do you do? What do, what do you do? You, 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 it's going to be cold. You probably just watch TV, right? Yeah. We're not going to encourage our listeners to go outside. We're not going to encourage our listeners <laughs> no. to God, no. go to the park no, or never. Like yeah. take, in, take in nature or a museum. Yeah. It will, do not it touch will, grass. Yeah. Never touch yeah. grass. Grass is poisonous, and uh, <laughs> and your and your pale golem-like skin will get burned by uh, by the sun. Uh, <laughs> Jane, um, I'm just I'm just bringing all really, of them into here. You're really uh, hitting. You're really hitting all these uh, transitions. I'm proud of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, no, I'm getting into it. We started off in the low energy, the morning <laughs> podcasting, but I'm, I'm getting into it now. I'm, uh, I'm winding up. Someone put a nickel in me today. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, that's why we brought you on on here. Yeah. You are, you are, um, as your as your many podcasts will will attest to. You are, you are a man of of uh of of the the, the tv shows mm-hmm. and, the, and the video games and the movies what's what's out there right now that we can be uh we can be watching besides baseball that we can look forward to come the cold dark miserable right. month of november yes well we're gonna talk about some big ip franchise stuff but i say fuck all that and go watch better call saul first and foremost i think that's easily <laughs> the best television i've seen all year uh so right now there's a trifecta of Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and Game of Thrones shows oh, happening. I forgot about the Star Wars. I one. forgot um, about the Star Wars one too. Star Wars just started three days ago, so it's still relatively new, even though it dropped three episodes. I heard I've been hearing really good things about it. 
Yeah, our man uh, Tony Gilroy is trying to save Star Wars single-handedly. He made <laughs> Michael Clayton and rescued Rogue One from the abyss that was Gareth Edwards and about eight other writers. So um, <laughs> it is great. There was three episodes and there was not one glup shitto or like some shitty alien that you're supposed to recognize from a comic book. It was just straight up. This is a dude. And granted, he's a dude from the Rogue One movie. But like, all of a sudden, here are some other characters that were never in anything before, mm -hmm. but they're fleshed out. They're interesting. Half of mm -hmm. them are played by old Game of Thrones alum actors, which okay. at least adds gravitas. When people have like Scottish accents, it just sounds mm -hmm. more yeah, absolutely. Legitimate. George Lucas figured that out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He figured that out fucking 50 years ago. And they're making like the corporations of the empire, the vanguard of fascism, which is already a more interesting twist than anything else that has happened in Star Wars probably in the last seven years worth of television and movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I can even yeah. say back to like 1989, maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, probably the Sarlacc was the last good thing that was in Star Wars before this, the giant sand <laughs> vagina that George Lucas came up with. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. Um, it's still young or fresh it's still just three episodes mm -hmm. out of 12 mm -hmm. i think the big thing is so ever since disney plus got into the game they decided they're going to fuck over the traditional television model and not do showrunners and do like a weird director writer combo and basically all of their shows have been garbage um some have been less garbage mm -hmm. than others i've liked a couple but not one i would say is like a good television show no there's um, they, huge ups and downs yeah yeah mm -hmm. um and so it looks like with this they're like we're gonna make this like a real television show um we're gonna get a traditional showrunner that's tony gilroy and i think toby haynes who is the writer for the first three episodes and they're going to like shoot on set and um on location um i'm not against the what concepts <laughs> um the volume which is like the new like digital recreation like thing that they use for like you know doing cgi work i think it can be good but star wars clearly uses it to cut costs and save on labor and craftsmanship that's, that's just like the big thing these days yeah that's, well i yeah, i do want to i do want to talk about it too because i think the technology there is fascinating if, if we're talking about the same thing i think we are this <clears> is the um this is like a, something pioneered by ILM and and uh, I think Red Camera introduced this where they're essentially taking a studio set and they're surrounding one or two cast members a pretty small a pretty small set with uh like th almost 360 full degrees of uh high definition screens yeah and projecting onto those screens essentially a fully CGI background but that you can then like put a camera in and shoot yes yeah, um and yeah allows for the preservation of perception and vantage points so mm -hmm. as you're moving along um and it gives a little more uh space for uh some of the actors to work with um yeah. i think the most notable uh uses of it that have been good were um the batman movie that came out earlier this year um oh. they used it for the car chase scene with the penguin and the batman which is oh. not a traditional uh usage of that um also yeah. some of the skyline shots with uh, catwoman and batman Part of that was because mm -hmm. they didn't want to create an actual skyline. They didn't want people saying, oh, that's Chicago. Oh, that's New York. So, right. um, But they used it so the camera can move around the actors, but kind of preserve it. It's kind of like a interactive matte painting almost. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like bringing that technology forward into a new digital version. Um, House of the Dragon has been using it quite a bit with the dragon stuff. That, I would say, is okay. It doesn't look bad, but all the dragon stuff is always a little kind of goofy on that mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, but they're using it to effect. They're using it for like big castle sweeping shots that you can't recreate. Whereas Star Wars is filling it in or like the bad shows like Kenobi and Boba Fett. were just like <laughs> mm -hmm. desert and sand with the volume is like, OK, you can like go out to Southern California and do this yourself. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, they do that, too. And that also looks like garbage. So I forgot there was even a Kenobi show. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, wasn't crazy it was it, yeah. it was. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There were well, parts they, they, of it that were good. They pioneered this technology on on the Mandalorian, and I thought it worked successfully there I, occasionally. I thought it was good there too. Yeah. Yeah, but but even Generally. in the second season, you can kind of tell like they were starting to use it more as like well, the, the this, second season just this wasn't is just good. green screen two point yeah. yeah, I lost it lost me like a couple episodes into the second season. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, it, it it had me. I liked the first season of that, and I am a uh, known Disney Star Wars hater. Mm. Um, and I still thought like oh, yeah, first season Mandalorian pretty good definitely yeah. fell off really hard so. i am so so bad at like 
watching things that I want to watch, <laughs> let alone yeah. things that I may be on the fence yeah. about and people encourage me to watch. Like, like I for I I binged a television show yesterday for the first time in years. Uh, and it yeah. was my roommates and I were catching up on the first season of Chucky because the new season is coming out. And oh boy, that show fucking rips. But <laughs> uh, I don't know that this is the audience for that. Yeah. Um, I started watching uh, Ozark finally. Mm-hmm. I'm like five years behind mm-hmm. in know that. What that is. It's a uh, Jason Bateman show where he's a money launderer in Missouri. It's, oh. uh, it's good. It's pretty good. <laughs> but, I just yeah, rem- way behind on it. I remember watching uh, Kenobi live because I do it with all these garbage shows. And I was just yeah. ripping on it constantly every Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, I remember. I like, this was like the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I remember getting subtweeted by Cubs fans being like, why would you watch something that you know is bad? I'm like, motherfucker, you watch three hours of Cubs baseball 180 times a year and spending 35 minutes watching some bad Star Wars show as a captured audience. I will not take this shit from you. You were raised on no, this. You do not have yeah. to. Yeah. You do not have to take that from Cubs. I will from not be insulted by Cubs. Cubs. Yeah. God, I hate Cubs fans. Like literally, the thing I hate the most in the world. I, I am was one, I guess. But yeah. Good lord, they are. They are just. <laughs> do we, do you want to talk about that or should we just move on? Uh, we could um as I mean we all met through baseball. Um that's yep. kind of how I got online in the first place. Uh, I'm a little bit older than you people's. I am like in my late 30s. I was mm-hmm. reading baseball prospectus when Nate Silver was still a writer there. Mm-hmm. Um so that's how far <laughs> I go back. Um I went so far as 2009 I was interviewing with baseball teams for analytics jobs. Um, so I, like, I got a couple interviews with the Rays cause I knew a old writer from the old baseball perspective stuff. Yeah. Um, so I used to be like, baseball was my life before it was Thrones and Rings and Star Wars. It was, it was baseball and, uh, the Cubs, uh, they were bought by the Ricketts, mm-hmm. which, um, I can't say I was the most radical person in 2013. I was probably very milk toast, uh, more or less back then. Yeah. Uh, but like. The Ricketts, I was like, okay with, okay, they're bringing in good talent. They're making trades. Here comes Rizzo. Here comes Russell. Here, you know, they're making the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a team. Oh, here comes Joe Madden. This is rocking. We got all the hot people coming in. We got Chris Bryan coming up. He looks good. He plays good. Everything's great. We win a World Series. And we win a World Series in fairly improbable fashion, at least mm-hmm. from a gloom and doom Cubs fan. Uh, you know, we were down 3-1 to the Dodgers, and then we came back, or 2-1 to the Dodgers, rather, and then 3-1 to the Indians, uh, the Cleveland baseball team. And <laughs> no. so it seemed like it was all good. But just a couple months before that, like, the team had really good vibes. And then we uh, acquired a role as Chapman, and that was a big, you know, I hate that. Um, but I think the big thing came in the fall of 2017, where the first credible allegations against Addison Russell came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this was, I think, Melissa that. was her name. And um, this was before it was, like, further confirmed. I think it took a full year before, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, this, like, pretty much kind of happened. But yeah. the way the Cubs blogosphere circled the wagons around the 2017 Cubs um, and, like, protected, like, oh, no, this, you know, all the bullshit people say when women come forward with allegations. Like, she's doing it to get something out of him or she's probably blowing it out of proportion. Just, like, every. You know, everything it's in that the playbook. same playbook every, yeah. every time. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so off putting because, um, A, I mean, this was kind of like at the beginning of the Me Too ish era. So, like, everyone's awareness was kind of rising around this stuff. And just to see it completely disregarded the minute it became inconvenient for fandom or for rooting for your sports team, it just really started leaving a gross taste in my mouth. Um, and then the Cubs did a bunch of stuff, like, just baseball wise, I wasn't a fan of. Like, they said we weren't going to acquire someone like J.D. Martinez because we're waiting for Bryce Harper. And then Bryce Harper comes and goes and they don't even really make a play. Um, I'm not thrilled with how they, you know, move Bryant and Rizzo and Baez out of the city. Mm-hmm. So um, 2019 is the last season I really, really like watch Cubs games with any regularity. I guess baseball went away for 2020. Uh, so it doesn't really matter there or kind of went away. Mostly. Um, but ever since then, I basically. Mickey Mouse season. doesn't yeah. matter. Dodgers fans. <laughs> oh, I am a Dodgers. I like the Dodgers. But yeah, I just think it's funny to say I mean, that. Sorry. I no longer hold ill will towards the, the Dodgers. Position but, of this podcast. 
they they ruined the Cubs a couple times. Twenty oh eight um, when they beat the Cubs was a really tough one to take. Um, mm-hmm. and, we got you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Stephen. That was so kind of you. <laughs> but so I still absorb baseball because about eighty percent of my timeline is baseball followers slash writers uh, slash I listen to you know you three all the time. So um, not that I get a ton of baseball information out of your podcast necessarily. <laughs> I, I, I can. <laughs> I can pretty much assure you wow. that I, I think the Dodgers and Astros are good and the Mets were good for most of this year, but I could not tell you a single other division leader. Uh, <laughs> and that's just for following your podcast. That's not, to, I that's think fine. it's great. That's our lane. That's our lane. We're fine. Yeah, with that. No, we own that. I, you yeah. know what? You know what? I've, I've, yeah, we're successful in our mission then. I, yeah. I mean, like, Steven. You wanna, yeah, you want to learn nothing from a baseball podcast, but still, like, yeah. No, that's perfect. I love that. Steven reached out to me earlier this week. He's like, Manu, you know, the baseball playoff race is heating up. The MVP is coming down to the wire. Want to come on our podcast and talk about fantasy shows? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, listen, listen. This is exactly what I'd expect. This is the beach episode. Yeah, this is yes, this exactly. is the calm before the storm. Everything yeah, right. after this, we're gonna get really fucking down and dirty with a bunch of really cool guests. Might I add? Um, oh, yeah. About like the playoffs and the MVP race and like everything like that's happening in baseball and being all excited. But like right now, we're just gonna chill, guys. Yeah, it's, we're yeah. we're a. We're a baseball podcast, yes, but we're also a vibes podcast. That's and right. Yeah. We're, we are curating. Yes. We are curating very important <laughs> vibes for you, and our vibes right now are: chill out, relax, yeah, right. pace yeah. yourself, because yeah. when October starts, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then when it ends, you're going to need something to do. Yeah, uh, you guys were great last year covering the playoffs too. Like that was actually like legitimately like I was able to bring stuff to my friends who still follow sports and like listen to me know about shit. It was oh, actually you, really you cool. liked me. You might you liked me groaning in agony for like twenty straight minutes every episode about the Braves. That was good <laughs> I mean, to you. Yeah, we all yes. enjoy your suffering. That's part of part of the deal here. Yeah, part yeah. of the parasocial relationship is wishing a little bit of harm on the podcasters you listen to. <laughs> Not too much harm. A little, little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Give them character. Anyway, uh, to your point, Stephen, about this being a beach episode, it, we're, we're calming things down and taking things down a couple notches. So the cool thing about this technology for th- th- this camera technology for me is that it does give the actors more space to uh, explore the scene and feel like they're not just responding to a tennis ball. And uh, maybe it's just like, the, I, I have watched Endor, maybe it's it's the um, quality of, like the higher quality of actors in there, because I do like th- love several cast members there. It, I do, it does feel like this technology is maturing in such a way that like, uh, w- when used correctly, and as they're starting to understand how to use it better, uh, we we could be seeing some, like some real returns. In an indoor, I, I, I did kind of get the, the vibe a couple times that like they're they're starting to figure this out pretty well. Yeah, I think it's like most tools in terms of cinemas. Like, are you using it to somewhat like forward the medium or try to do something new? Um, you can look at two thousands ones, the Lord of the Rings trilogy as something that was clearly using technology yeah. to create something new that hadn't been seen before. Um, on the other hand, you can look at something like, say, the 2010 Hobbit movies that use CGI to like not cast actors or not make work right. costumes or not do lavish sets or bigotures, but rather what's the quickest way we can create some garbage that characters can run in front of or something. Right. So, and we're just going to put everything at 120 FPS so no one can so no one notices. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah um so most of star wars has been very bad about it but andor so far with early returns has been good Mm -hmm. um and house of the dragon has also been using the technology uh with the dragon stuff with the castle stuff um and i think it's i think it's looked pretty pretty solid like i said the dragon stuff is always iffy but Mm -hmm. the goal is to create these environments that they can't recreate by shooting on site or that are kind of fantastical to the mind as opposed to just like boring streets and tattooing kind of stuff that was u- being used elsewhere. Absolutely. And, and uh, speaking of House of Dragons, I've watched about 20 minutes of it so far. I, I, I do think I'm, I'm going to end up watching it because uh, I'm obsessed with Patty Considine and always have been. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Matt Smith, even if I despise Doctor Who. But uh, my biggest beef with uh, Game of Thrones, I, I'm hoping this technology can save them from it because I've seen it used successfully in the past. The outdoor scenes are always lit, incredible, like, like dog shit. 
I yeah. hate I hated how Game of Thrones lit outdoor scenes. And that is Lauren's 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 primary uh, method of uh, criticizing movies is uh, how's the lighting? Yeah, uh, yeah. Ninety <laughs> percent of whether something is good or not is what is how well it's lit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think it's carried over to House of the Dragon, but the Game of Thrones uh, production crew was very, very strict to always trying to use natural light for everything, oh, um, indoor you. and outdoors, which, which, you know, it's it's all for the vibe. It's also, it like feels like everything's being lit by braziers and, you know, torches and candles and all that stuff. And I think that works great for a lot of the indoor scenes, even some of the set work like that set inside caves and stuff. But I do think totally. like, outside it, it goes both ways like sometimes like the sky is too bright and then sometimes it's like just a gray murk of everything where you yeah. and they use that sometimes with like landscape shots because it's like we don't have a real winter fell in the distance so we need to kind of like make it hazy and gray um but it just kind of sucks a little bit out of the color palette um yeah oh that yeah i think makes it less intriguing um so like i i can't say i necessarily have the same complaints but i can see where that comes from i um yeah, uh, yeah. I, a, I'm a Game of Thrones a, defender, but yeah. the lighting is not something I'm passionate about. It's whatever. You use a bounce, you goddamn cowards. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Niche beat vo- vocalized. I can get it out of my head now. But uh, House of the Dragon, uh, that's of the three properties, the one that's most up, you know, my alley. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one I'm further up the ass of um, because I do the Not A Cast podcast. And I do love yeah. uh, mm-hmm. A Song of Ice and Fire the most of, say, those properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, I think it's banging. It's not an easy show to get into. Um, there's not a clear like protagonist, like a Ned Stark character, um, but there's also no characters with that little bit of like edge, like a Tyrion or a Jamie or the Hound, like someone who will just like say cunt for the next seven minutes and you'll just keep <laughs> laughing and just kind of keep rolling with that. Like everything kind of is mm-hmm. deathly serious. Mm-hmm. Um but there's also no wasted mo- uh, motion in it. So it's like everything kind of matters, which is also mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. How much incest are we talking here? So so the House of the Dragon was built on incest, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's incest all the way down, all the way down, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. only, I would say there's only been one scene of incest so far. However, about... 10 characters that exist so far are the result of incest or are from an incestuous family or, line. Or will do some incest. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it, be, yeah, it is so, the hearth that the house was built so, around. Yeah. So, the, guess, so the Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones era is, is the lighter on incest than usual. Right. Um, <laughs> because the other thing is that when Jamie and Cersei are fucking, that's like, that's a no-no. Like, no one can know about that. Like, Internally, they say, oh, the Targaryens did it. But uh, one of the things that the show hasn't gotten into yet is like Targaryen exceptionalism, uh, which is Mm -hmm. basically we can do whatever the fuck we want. We got the nukes. Uh, I don't know if that reminds you of anyone else, but uh, (laughs) yeah, the the exceptionalism uh, placed upon people who all have really light hair is very uh, uncomfortable to people. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think um, maybe my my, uh, other creative objection to the show, given that, is that we're not really using this technology, uh, like even the the advanced makeup we have, we're casting all these really beautiful people like Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook in in the show, and then not giving them all Habsburg jaws. (laughs) (laughs) That would be more appropriate, I think. Yeah, the Targaryens should be like like a basically a fucking like super inbred dog how yeah. i can't breathe and shit <laughs> they should you have know? bird bones like, yeah they should yeah be yeah yeah and dying yeah 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 Brit- they should have yeah really brittle bones uh like just a plethora of blood diseases like- <laughs> I, I say this lovingly but this is why matt smith is there like he looks like he could be incest born yeah. bl- you know blue blood kind of weirdo free you know what yeah still yeah. still kind of hot but yeah <laughs> hey, you're selling me on this more now because like Where- i saw him i i, I you know I, I didn't see him until uh in in character until the, i started watching the show and like matt's with my head is like a, a british dandy and then the show like oh okay yeah. like he looks a little fucked up in like uh like a grungy way rather than like a like a straight up british way especially a couple episodes and he cuts his hair off mm-hmm. like and then he gets it short and he's like it's like way hotter i think no? wait he he cuts his hair yeah yeah it gets Shit. really quiet cool i need to, I need to fucking watch like this. a little 
technology wand and starts traveling around in a box that's smaller on the on the outside than the inside. <laughs> Shut the in fuck a, up. Where's the photo? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I I never really watched Doctor Who, so I had really no exposure to him. And then everything else Matt Smith has been in is stuff I wouldn't watch, like The Crown or Morbius. Uh, so we're. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm also I don't watch Doctor Who at all. I've seen maybe a total of two episodes, but. The thing is, I existed on Tumblr in mm-hmm. the mid You observed some of it, yeah. So I've, like, through cultural osmosis, I have absorbed a, like, frankly troubling amount of of Doctor Who into my, like, vague consciousness. Yeah. So I'm, there, there's I'm a whole very generation familiar of with LGBT people who will see, who will just, like, see uh, one of the guys from um, uh, Supernatural and something totally unrelated and, like, a, mm-hmm. Like a, a blinking red light in the back of their brain starts going off like crazy. Yeah, like fighter, it's fight or flight. <laughs> yeah, for reasons they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I'm I'm a I'm I'm not a I haven't watched Supernatural. I'm not a Supernatural fan. I am a Supernatural fan fan because those people are unhinged, <laughs> and I love watching them like exist on the internet they're actually funny the doctor who ones aren't funny at all no i hate doctor who well they were in high school <laughs> in fairness <laughs> yeah yeah anyway but, Game of Thrones. yeah um <laughs> well uh for your uh sports fans uh if you if, if you're looking for like rooting interests um the story of the house of the dragon is leading towards a civil war and mm-hmm. there's essentially Team Blacks and Team Greens uh, representing the two different whoa, factions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Team what? <laughs> okay. Let's, <laughs> let's circle back. Yeah. Uh, but that is what they're called. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Uh, so you can eventually, uh, you might have a rooting interest in, mm-hmm. like, there, there'll be a side to pick. It's like, think of it as a better version of whatever they did with uh, Captain America Civil War, where it was like Team Iron Man, Team Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, it's all people who have incest and are fucked up and ride dragons and stuff. Um, it should be cool. Um, I, I'm really into it. Um, there's some really metal stuff, like the most metal stuff George has written, like people fighting with swords on dragon back and stuff. That's all stuff I expect to see in the show. Yeah, yeah, um, great. And I also like... Um, because I watch so much fucking Star Wars and Disney and Marvel stuff, I like having fucking adult fucking art, like complex, messy mm. shit. Yeah. And sometimes mm. they take swings and sometimes they don't always land or like they don't do something with the utmost of sensitivity. But I still like trying to see that kind of messiness depicted on screen. It's taking um, a swing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like seeing some very difficult stuff to watch and then have some difficult conversations about it. Like, after the way Game of Thrones ended, I can't believe people are still trying to do, like, stan culture around some of these characters. Like, you're just setting (laughs) yourself up for disappointment. Oh, my God. No, stop. Yeah. yeah, Like, don't don't name your kid (laughs) after one of these characters. No, no. They don't name their kids Daenerys. They name their kids Khaleesi. Yeah. Yeah, Which is worse. (laughs) Yeah. It is worse. But, uh, no, I think it's good. I, th- I think of the shows, it's the one that I like the most right now and the one that I'll probably end up liking the most. But I have, like, you're talking to me and there's a giant dire wolf start behind <laughs> me. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. W- what the fuck? The, what, who cares? But yeah. I-, I like it. I think it's good. Uh, what I don't like, <laughs> the Rings of Power. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, before we want to bring Power, do it. I, yeah. there's, I have one anecdote that I want to uh, go into just because I think you'll dig it, too. Uh there was a line in the first like ten minutes of 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 the first episode of uh, the Dragon Show. I he want to call it the Dance with Dragons. I know that's not what it's called. Um, where someone says you smell like dragon to the girl who just got off riding the dragon. It reminded me of my favorite Simpsons anecdote of all time, where uh, it was later in the show. Matt Groening was super checked out from everything, and uh, it was the episode where Homer goes to the pet store and the pet store owner goes like, "What's that horrible smell?" And then Homer walks in. <laughs> and Matt Groening left a note on the script, and he was trying to get across the idea that like the, like character uh, the characters had drifted from their original intention. And his note was just Homer smells now with a question mark. <laughs> and all I could think of in in that scene was just like the dragons smell now. Obviously it is. <laughs> I guess it's what do they smell like? Like is it charcoal or like a like a burnt yeah. out joint or something or. Like I don't, think it's, it's, I don't think it would smell like crap or something. Yeah, they, they would smell... I think sulfur is probably a good pick. Lizard piss. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. What yeah, does no, I do know that uh, Mac Groening anecdote though, because um, I think <laughs> at some point during season four or five, like he had mm-hmm. like harsh notes for I think the showrunners were uh, Al Jean at this point is like we made Homer the stupidest, fattest, and dumbest man alive, <laughs> and now he's also the smelliest man alive. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the point. Like he has all sorts of weird notes uh, for them because he doesn't love like the personification of animals like when the dogs do like the eyes that dart back and forth or he wants it to be kind of like a sitcom in animation form so whenever it kind of like bends the rules of like that he gets mad but i think he's also he would like anytime they wanted to make like a really clumsy nazi joke he was the one who'd be like "Eh, take that out so i think there's like good balance for him um but like by season five he was done it was (laughs) Let's start working on Futurama and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And he had, he had, he had lost most yeah. of his control. Yeah. He had private jets to get on and uh, <laughs> massages to get on his feet and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's, yeah, let's, let's Please talk about Thank the, you for letting uh, me get into yeah, another. Let's, let's talk about the, the Middle Earth show. Yeah. It's, it's, a show that's almost created in every way to piss me off. It's, you know, something <laughs> Jeff Bezos wanted. Yeah. And not only he wanted, but he spent a billion dollars on it. And then he said he wants it to be another Game of Thrones. So already it's like three strikes. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I, I don't, uh, ugh. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, we've already talked about Kenobi, so it can't. it's not yeah. worse than that. But <laughs> it is... A lot of creative bankruptcy like there is nothing interesting going on like in terms of like internal conflict with the characters um some of the characters are names you'll recognize from you know if you've read the lord of the rings books or saw the peter jackson films like elrond and galadriel are in there i read the silmarillion yeah, well, that, oh, like, that, that was my question for you was like, like this is like i've heard, i've seen some lord of the rings fans talking about this. this is not the silmarillion it's very pointedly not the silmarillion right no, so what I think they got legitimate access to is the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, and most of all the appendices, which details what happens in the Second Age. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not have the rights to the Silmarillion, um, and they're kind of doing their like comic book style adaptation in terms of taking like thousands of years of canon and trying to condense it down into like one series or one like thing. So they're like fudging ages, fudging motivations, fudging all sorts of stuff to do it. Um, and I can't really figure out what they're trying to say by doing that other than people will watch this because it has Lord of the Rings attached to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. like Galadriel's in it and they are like, the word girl boss is thrown around so much these days, but literally every episode has her fighting, fighting a bunch of dudes just so you know that she's, you know, a girl boss, (laughs) like that she kicks ass this is the Galadriel that fucks or something, although she hasn't fucked yet, which is kind of annoying. And I don't think she will, which is also kind of annoying. Uh, it's just, it's clear that they, their roadmap is how do we get everything to where it was for the Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings film. So you look at every plot line and it's like, well, this is just setting up what this is going to be. And this is what setting up that's going to be. Oh, the dwarves are, you know, digging in Moria. I wonder where that's going, that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't feel like it's saying anything new. Um, despite the money they spent, it doesn't look as good as either of the other shows we talked about. No. Like they try to do the big lavish CGI stuff, but not none of it hits like Peter Jackson's like films. Not or, even close. It's yeah. It's, I've watched the first two episodes, and uh, I like I had to rewatch the first episode, and I still just like had the hardest fucking time paying attention. Mm-hmm. I like, have heard people are horny for the girl dwarves, but other than that. Yeah, like I think uh, some of the actors are doing Do incredible jobs. No, well, not then... yet. Oh, the, not yet. They... Do you think they're going to put them on in there? Yeah. Oh, so there's shit, only really? really one woman dwarf character. Her name is Disa, um, played by a black actor, Sophia Nambetti. And I, my thinking is they didn't want to put the first black dwarf woman as the one with the beard, but they have said they are <laughs> going to have bearded women, or that Fuck, they're yeah. open. To, like they haven't. They they didn't say no is all I remember about it. Um, okay, but it's like the, the performances are good. I think that uh, actor playing Galadriel is great. Morfit Clark, she's wonderful. Um, Robert Arameo playing Elrond, he was young Ned Stark in the first Game of Thrones show. I think he's doing a good oh, job. Yeah. Um, and then there's a there's a pretty fascinating storyline going around with like the proto hobbits, the Harfoots. I think those performers are all doing well. One of them had a nice song that they sang in the last episode, but fuck, I hate the show already. It's, it's just <laughs> the thing is, I don't 
I don't know who it's for because if you're like a token lore it's obsessive, for Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos. Exactly. <laughs> if you're a t- token lore obsessive, like my co-host at my brother, my captain, my podcast, Emily. Shout out, Emily. Yeah. Uh, she fucking hates it because it's like oh, yeah. none of. Not only is it, it's not about. It's not what was written in the books. It's like there are key political and thematic points that they're basically tossing over to like MCUFI Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're turning like the Silmarils into infinity stones more or less in this show. And then it's not for people like me who have reverence for Cause I'm a film guy. Like the Peter mm-hmm. Jackson films is why I'm obsessed with that story. And it just pales in comparison to it. There's just nothing like it. There is. Yeah. I mean, I I'm pretty confident saying the Lord of the Rings is one of the, you know, utmost cinematic achievements in my lifetime. Um, just in terms of quality of storytelling, yeah. quality yeah. of production. Like, that's sure. not a hot take. That's very lukewarm take vibes. But if that's my interest, this is just a lesser imitation of that. It's not expanding on anything I didn't know. And they're, like, hiding stuff from me. Like, I know this is going to be about Mithril. I know where they are on the map. But they're trying to not, like, reveal everything because they're trying to do this mystery box approach to it. And I found out earlier this week that JJ Abrams was involved with getting the show greenlit. Oh, and it's just like, mm-hmm. like I said, okay. everything that could possibly working against this <laughs> yeah. show. I, that, that makes sense that, that he, that his stink is on this. Is, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. is there any like real, like name and like name talent behind the director? Cause like the, my thing with the Lord of the Rings trilogy that made it, I think it was like why it was super successful really was that Peter Jackson was like a, a low budget horror guy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think that was like a key part of what made those movies work. And, and everything I see from rings of power is just like, there's none of that element to it at all. It's all very like flat, like prestige TV. Yeah. It's so I don't know much about the showrunners. Uh, Emily just calls them the Mormons. Um, Cause they are Mormon. And I think <laughs> okay. they went to the same oh, high school no. as them. That's why um, they're, that's why it's sexless. That's, yeah. that's why. Yeah. So like, and all the fucking elves, like the elves should look fucking weird. Um, even yeah. in the movies, I, I think like Kate Blanchett and Hugo Weaving are like attractive people, but they do look otherworldly in their mm-hmm. beauty. Mm-hmm. These people mm-hmm. all look like Saul Goodman or Jeremy Renner. They just have like these like <laughs> comb over haircuts. You can see all the wrinkles in their faces. Yeah, um, they just oh look God. like fucking Irish potato people. Like just like yeah, you know, yeah. We should never be cast in any property ever. Is is Jeremy Renner? <laughs> yeah, he is, he uh, is a face that is set in moder- firmly in modernity. He cannot do fantasy. That would be no. incredibly. It's based on seeing text messages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's just, there isn't like any kind of talent like that behind um, Howard Shore, who did the score for the original films. He like did the main score for this, which is okay. And then it's Bear yeah. McCreary, who did what, like Firefly, Battlestar. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's all like very like mid-level stuff. And like you said, like Peter Jackson wasn't a big name, um, but like because he had very specific sensibilities, he was able to make scenes like the Balrog or Shelob like totally. he was able to like put in his like horror DNA into that stuff. And it really brought a mm-hmm. lot of like the corners of middle earth alive. And that allowed the rest of the world to just be taken over by the helicopter landscape shots and Ian McKellen doing a tremendous job of performing. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like that to latch onto with this show. <laughs> like, I think the set designs are dumb. I think the costumes look cheap. I think the yeah. actors are not that great uh, and i don't want to throw them under the bus because i don't think they're getting the best material mm-hmm. but it's just like there is nothing here to like latch on to and be like yes this is meaty this is good i want to watch more of this um that said you should watch it so you can listen to my podcast about it because that's <laughs> the main interest yeah. i have at that point bold, that's right bold of you to assume that i have to watch something to listen to that like <laughs> yeah. i i will just listen i'm not going again i can't it's hard for me to watch things because I forget a lot. It's, it's like me in baseball in that regard. I just listen yeah. to you guys. Instead. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. but what I got what I got from that uh, that whole uh, spiel you went on is that horror needs to be taken more seriously. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting because yeah. I'm not a huge horror person. Like per se, mm. I don't watch a ton of horror, but I love when horror seeps into the stuff mm-hmm. I do watch. I think Game of Thrones mm-hmm. did it well a couple times. Um, like oh, yeah. I love like horror sequences. Yeah. The early White Walker shit was awesome. Yeah, and then yeah. and then it mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, except, yeah, 
even uh, Jane will appreciate. Like, I love it in Metal Gear Solid when, like, you know, mm-hmm. you have Gray Fox, the ninja, cutting up bodies or the man on fire walking through yeah. a hallway. Like, when they lean into horror, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, um, absolutely. For yeah. a genre show, I think going horror is a great way to go. Even, like, the new Doctor Strange movie, a movie that's, like, whatever. Like, it was at its best when it was leaning harder into the Sam horror. Sam Raimi, shows. baby. I was about to say, yeah. yeah, Sam Raimi is another guy who brings, like, horror elements to everything he does. Yes. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it, like... Like that movie was was very mediocre, but like unlike most of the recent Marvel movies, uh, it was it had fun and interesting bits and pieces to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those bits and pieces were goopy and drippy and and gross. Them, yeah. <laughs> and it and like yeah, it fucking rocked. Give me more blood. Give me more like screaming darkness and fastening evil demons into a cape and flying around in them like come on totally i cannot mm-hmm. wait for manu i cannot wait for the bonus episode where i force these two to talk about horror for like an entire hour <laughs> oh yeah we should do that we you think i can't talk great. about movies for an hour if you met me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but to your point yeah i, I think uh, i can't see these kinds of things even though i think there's a lot of potential especially if you're doing like minds of moria shit i i can't see this yeah. sh- a, a jeff bezos engineered show that's this like sanded down for the widest possible audience, having those little moments of texture and, and flavor mm-hmm. that like sell kind of the the grunginess of, of the world a bit. Yeah. And the other thing is like, you can tell they're bringing in some of like Amazon's politics into it. There's this like mm. weird oh. clunky, they're taking our jobs line in Numenor. No. Um, they're, <laughs> they're bringing in some like oh, anti-elf no. racism, which isn't like, attention created from like the organic like cultures of middle earth but they're just like some people hate elves and they're expecting us to bring our baggage with the way we expect racism to be depicted in our real world yeah we're supposed to transfer that that into the world it just it feels gross like nothing about that show makes me feel good when i'm watching it i'm like scratching myself constantly (laughs) like i'm breaking out in hives yeah that's yeah are are there other things that like you're like liking right now that we haven't really like that weren't like top level to discuss that like you're into, but like is isn't in this in this this vein, the vein of like the, these these three shows. Whew. Um, not at the moment, no. Um, mostly because I kind of cleared my schedule for mm-hmm. this because I am covering two shows uh, weekly on top of doing the regular podcasting we do about them. Um, I'll reiterate. I thought Better Call Saul was fantastic. I think the way it finished was fantastic, <laughs> and that wrapped up right before. All of this stuff started. I actually don't watch a ton of TV. I'm a I'm a movie guy. I, I like movies, uh, mostly old movies. I haven't seen a new movie since Fuck I think yeah. Top Gun, uh, which I thought Top Gun uh, Maverick. Top Gun rocked. Yeah. I still haven't uh, seen uh, Top Gun. I got. I haven't Top seen Gun. it yet. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Which it, it makes me feel bad to say I love that yeah. movie and it might be yeah. my favorite, but it, like. It's just fundamentally good filmmaking, good storytelling. Yeah, and- if I'm gonna, yeah, if you're gonna fucking shove a bunch of uh, like <laughs> propaganda down my throat, like it might as well just like kick ass. And that movie like really did kick ass. <laughs> and I love how uh, it tried not to be very specific about where it was or who they were bombing. No, you have no idea. You have no idea. They give you, they give you literally nothing. Yeah. You are like, just in combat with other countries yeah. and we are saving <laughs> other people. That's all and then it is. You, and then, yeah, then you finally get there. If they do their mission and it's like, okay, it's snowy. They have a hind helicopter. Like, I guess this is probably, you know, some Eastern European rogue state or something. But I was talking to somebody about this uh, while we were watching it. And we're like, wait, we're like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. They have F-14s. The only other country that has old F-14s is Iran. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like so much better than uh, what the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier literally has Falcon doing war crimes in Libya. And like they call it out as like, oh, the Libyans won't be happy about this as they blow up tanks and shit. And it's like it's like how the new Call of Duty is like going to be. It's set during the Iraq War, yeah, like, oh, no. insane, That's, yeah, insane, no. and it's made by and it's made by the psychos who because different people make the different Call of Duty games. This one's made by the psychos who made that one recently. That's like actually it's the Russians that did the Highway of Death, yeah. like oh, yeah. <laughs> so just like oh, this is gonna be 
bad. Like, and they're the ones that put like Ronald Reagan into a game. Uh, yeah. So like, oh we're, yeah, yeah. I oh, except Call of Duty games is a whole, whole other potential podcast. Yeah, I can't wait for like Condoleezza Rice to ask me for my pronouns before she has me like go <laughs> fucking throw a bunch of uh, like depleted uranium and uh, fo- white phosphorus into Fallujah. Like, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's why I love Metal Gear Solid. It's like the yeah first piece of art that shows the good way to be gay and do war crimes all in one blow like (laughs) there is absolutely absolutely (laughs) i was just talking to a friend yesterday about like how they're like yeah this is like my canon of movies is like Mm -hmm. movies where like two men love each other but can't say it and like i think metal gear fits into that because they're talking about like master (laughs) and commander and appaloosa (laughs) and stuff like that it's just like yeah metal gear like yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Solid Snake and and Otacon. Or Big Boss and Ocelot. They're- yeah, Big Boss, yeah, yeah, and Ocelot. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like we yeah, absolutely fits into that. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's kinda it's kinda strange because uh actually I don't want to talk about this. Never mind. I, I had nothing interesting to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well just like uh because I, I was in high school when these games come out and when you see yeah. the first Metal Gear Solid, it's like, ooh, this is like uber masculinity there's this guy his name is solid snake he sounds like this and he smokes cigarettes and he has these big guns and then it ends up being like the gayest video game series ever and i say that affectionately it's so good um and like the whole line about oh he's not called vamp because he's a vampire but because he's a bisexual bisexual. i mean (laughs) do you know how big of a brain you need to have to come up with something like that like yeah yeah incredible fucking incredible yeah yeah, one of these days I'm going to reinstall Phantom Pain and just like take a whole weekend and finally get past the first 10 hours. It's That's fun. just the hospital. It's really mission. fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like that game is like flawed for obvious reasons, but like it's still so much fun to play. Like the gameplay in it is awesome. Like Snake just handles like a fucking race car. It's <laughs> awesome. Like it is ruined playing some of the old ones for me kind of mm-hmm. like i tried to play snake eater again recently it's uh and just got my ass kicked <laughs> like repeatedly could not adjust to the controls again and just like kept trying to do stuff like the way you could do it in like four and five that's always and, kept like, me that's always what's kept me out of those games is i just i'm i my hands are physically not good enough anymore to handle <laughs> that, that level of video gaming <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it's very idiosyncratic the way it came up, uh, like, in 1998. Like, no game handled like and it. And it's antiquated. Um, like, yeah. in Metal Gear Solid 4 is when it first started, uh, like, going to a standard control scheme. You know, shoulder a gun, fire your gun, the way that, like, yeah, every other game works. Like, other games figured out, like, oh, no, this is the intuitive good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, yeah. it is hard. Of course, I'm a sicko, so it's easy for me to do it. But uh, I don't think many games handle as well as Metal Gear Solid Five. It is mm-hmm. like one of the most finely tuned gameplay. Oh, it's uh, so good. <laughs> I need to get it's in so on those. They've always do, been. But you also they've don't. always been top of yeah. my list of yeah. like a franchise that I need a video game franchise that I need to break into. Um, yeah, I think. I, uh, I, you might be better served just like watching a let's play yeah, of the first couple. Maybe. Even That's, I, uh, I mean, hands are like gamer skills are so degraded now. We probably and, need to stick to the let's play. Yeah, and listen to podcasts and Sergeant Harris. That's right. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's it's great. I I endorse it wholeheartedly. Um, I like. I generally listen to every episode. I am a little behind right now. I got okay. busy with school, but I'm and I'm on the Revengeance episodes still. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I, I really, I really, really like that show. Yeah, we're in the middle of our uh, Phantom Pain MGSV coverage, and the one we have coming out this coming week is all about David Bowie because he's always yeah. been a huge influence mm-hmm. on Kojima in terms of mm-hmm. design, music, um, and we get to like really dig into why is Snake's unit called Diamond Dogs in this game? Uh, <laughs> awesome. Why does it open with a cover of The Man Who Sold the World and not the Nirvana cover? And I'm um, really yeah. digging into that. So. I think I like it mostly because it gave me avenues into exploring Mm -hmm. other stuff. Like I am shit for history, but I have learned so much history because, you know, Snake will get on a codec calls like, oh, you fought in the Rhodesian Bush War in 1979. I'm like, well, now I have to look (laughs) this up and present it to my podcast audience. And now I pretty much know all of post-World War II, like (laughs) global history and what's going on in Africa and all this stuff. So, um, but we also get to talk about David Bowie. We get to talk about sex in video games because there's always been a little more horniness in these games than mm, the standard yeah. video game fair um, it's funny get- it's funny because there will be like the like just 
even while like a character is being like totally like sexless there will still still be just like the horniest camera shots in the world like (laughs) specifically in thinking about like uh Metal Gear Solid 3 when uh Eva is giving Snake the um his pistol his fucking 45 and he's just like being autistic as fuck about the gun and like she's trying to have like seduce him and he's just like and he's just like oh you've the the feed ramp has been polished to a mirror shine <laughs> oh, you like, do remember it, yeah, but yeah he's like literally rubbing his pistol and staring at it and in the background soft focus you can see eva's neckline and her boobs jiggling yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and he's just like testing out the trigger and stuff it's awesome it's so good <laughs> uh, is that the first implied pearl necklace in a video game? I don't even. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, Manu! I can't wait for our for when we eventually do. Oh that podcast. yeah, <laughs> you're 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 a little busy now. Well, maybe uh, Jeff Bezos is giving me stuff to talk about for the rest of my life, so we'll oh see. God. <laughs> it's an op. He doesn't he doesn't want you to. Making a podcast together would be too powerful. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we were sa- we were saving you. The reason why we haven't had you on earlier is because we wanted we wanted to have you on to announce, like, to coincide with the launch of our Final Fantasy VI podcast that was supposed to come out like a year ago. But then, <laughs> um, we're both very uh, very busy and very stressed right now. But yeah, and then, and then and uh, then. And then Chelsea Manning beat you to the talking yeah. about 2016 mm. World Series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's one person I will uh, take that away from me, I, I think it's Chelsea. She she deserves it. She she went through a lot more than I did. <laughs> uh, can I can I ask y'all a question? Yeah. Ooh, of course. Yeah. Uh, Live mailbag. Sicko X baseball fan. What should oh. I be looking for? in the postseason i the mariners are gonna make it i yeah maybe. yeah they're in for, they're, um, I think so i'm thinking sure, i might yeah. root for mm-hmm. them out of like a ichiro kind of respect for the ages mm-hmm. kind of thing but and they have it's they haven't been in the playoffs since 2001 i, I yeah. saw them i saw them lose in 2001 yeah so like <laughs> mm-hmm. this is yeah this is huge that they're making it back in i mean and they're legitimately a very fun team yeah yeah yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, anything else I should be looking for, or people or teams I should be rooting for? Um, I know you won't tell me the Astros um, <laughs> or anything like that, or the Braves. But uh, I, anything I, else? I know, I know a team I'll tell you to root for. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's say eyes it, just darted it, up. It. Yeah, let's go Mets, baby. Love yeah, the Mets. No. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to go yeah. Cardinals and really try to. Oh <laughs> yeah, Cardinals too. Else. Cardinals too. We're we're yeah, we're just going to piss off Steven uh, to <laughs> the show. Yeah, uh, I, I think, yeah, that the the Cardinals winning could close the gate to hell. The Mets winning would also be very funny. Uh, both of these would make Steven miserable. Uh, but on the AL side, pretty much like, I don't know, the, the Jays and the um, Mariners are about the only yeah. Rudy, good Rudy interest. Cleveland, Cleveland was uh, making some noise uh, yeah. about a week ago. I was I started noticing like, oh, OK, they're. All right, they're kind of good, and oh wow, they're yeah. they're like really hot. They're a very hot team, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I could probably, you know, I love the Guardians name, like, and maybe, then maybe I could get board, get on board with this. And, and then they did the the fucking rookie hazing, oh uh, the oh, rookie yeah. hazing yeah. thing. Yeah. But they were, it was it was they oh. were all like fucking. It was like a chain gang. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They dressed up as like chain gang. Two yeah. of them were like, dressed up as cops. Like uh, the yeah. veterans were dressed up as cops. Like fucking. Oh god! Incredibly <laughs> like, like don't yeah. don't uh, like stop putting them in women's clothing as a way to degrade them because that's extremely misogynist. And then they're like, yeah. "Okay, got it. We're we're gonna do this now." <laughs> yeah, here I'll I'll put it in the chat here so you can see. Uh, Good lord! There yeah. we go. It's in the chat. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really bad. <laughs> like you could tell me any one of the six teams in the AL Central is going to the playoffs, and I would believe you because I have no idea what's going on. And I live well, in a city a with while, an AL Central team. For yeah. a while, it looked like any of them could. <laughs> yeah, but but who is it? Is it is it Cleveland? Is it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's Cleveland's Cleveland. going. Oh, good. Uh, their match <laughs> numbers at one. So yeah, it's had, yeah there's balls like ten and chains up. and everything. Yeah. yeah. And look at the the ones dressed as cops. Like they got like tack vests and shit. Like it's, like, it it's is... a sneaking suit. It's like what the fuck? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They look like they should be like saluting the boss and then getting whipped <laughs> to the ground. Like 
Yeah, this is the, uh, that is literally from Metal Gear Solid Five. It's like Boss and Kaz, and here are the men of Diamond Dogs here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like thanks, Boss, and they're getting choked out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suffice to say, you don't have to root for Cleveland. No, there's no like. Okay, well, you got we got you guys in 2016. We'll give you. You don't have to do that. Yeah. No. 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 This is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and then like, let's see, whatever, fucking Yankees. It's just like the Dodgers are really good. That's that's what that's all it is. Yeah, like, the Dodgers, Dodgers, like, yeah. I mean, the, even like the best team, still like you know, no, there's no guarantee they're gonna win, not even close, especially mm-hmm. in baseball. But like, uh, the Dodgers are just so fucking good. Yeah, and and I I give you as a kind of like on the fence now baseball fan permission to not care at all if it's another Astros Dodgers World Series. Okay, <laughs> yep. thank you, thank you for that permission. Because if it came down to that, I'd be like. I, I would have to literally just go walk into Lake Michigan. I don't think I would see. <laughs> um, my old love for baseball demands it of me because God, that gets so boring. And because obvi- obviously another reason I fell out with baseball is the Astros were not punished enough, in my opinion, for. Yeah, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of took a whole lot of piss went out of me, like with like the 2019 season mm-hmm. right around. There was a lot of stuff that just made me unhappy with baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah, absolutely. Miners are unionizing. So maybe I'll be, you know, brought <laughs> back in. Yeah, no, I to your point, like I think we've 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 said on the show before fairly recently that like, yeah, we're it's kinda tired, tired to hate the Astros now, blah blah blah. Most of them have left the team. That's that's also somewhat true. But also like I did get to boo Jose Altuve last night and it was fun as fuck. <laughs> I had an amazing time just howling at that man in, in his final at bat. Hell yeah. It it is just fun to boo. Like yeah, it rocks. Yeah. It's one of the best. It's one of the like the greatest things that you have. Like you're right as a baseball fan. Like you paid you paid for the admission. You get to boo. Yeah, it rocks. I yes. I, I bought like a, a hot dog and two beers. I am allowed to shout yeah. at the top of my yeah, lungs. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we okay. Let, there's there's a little bit of baseball. I think we can we can hit on. Uh, I guess we could we could say uh, congratulations, Albert Pujols. You hit oh, 700 yeah. home runs. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And Zach Hample wasn't even there for it. So hell yeah, uh, but, yeah. But the, so the guy who did catch it uh, left the park with it. Awesome. I think that's fucking cool too. And this isn't even the first time that's happened to Albert Pujols. I remember in 2019 when he hit his 2000th RBI, uh, the fan. Uh, like both teams, the Angels and the Tigers, he was at. They were at Detroit. Tried to get the guy to exchange the ball or to change a hand in the ball, and he was like, "No, mm-hmm. I'm keeping it." And I think Paul uh, himself said, "Like he doesn't care yeah. at all." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it's it's cool, like that it happened. I think it's cool it happened again because yeah, Pujols is like, uh, yeah, whatever. It's just a material thing. I don't care. Like I I hit the I hit the ball into the crowd. It's not mine. Albert Pujols uh, has transcended think... material possessions. He's yeah. just completely <laughs> zen. <laughs> Literally, that's what he said. Like, I don't believe in owning stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, like he does not care. I think that's fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. To be to be All honest, right. I don't really hate Albert Pujol specifically, despite the Cardinals thing, just because the Cubs weren't good enough for most of the time that he was mm-hmm. there for the Cardinals specifically mm-hmm. to be like the pain in our asses. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had, especially like during the last like 15 years, like the Brewers were more likely to be competitive at the same time as the Cubs and the Cardinals were oh, always yeah. there, but it's just, uh, we beat them, I think in the 2015 first round. And I feel like that huge monkey went off our back of like having the Cardinals beat us giant pain in our ass. But it was also nice to watch Pujols like be good as long as he did. Cause he mm-hmm. has an impressive fucking swing. I love his stance. Um, that home run he hit off Brad Lidge in the 2005, uh, NLCS or whatever when the Astros thought they were going to go to the World Series that night and then he rocked a three-run home run in the bottom or top of the ninth like that thing like hit the back of Minute Maid Park it was a monstrous home run and mm-hmm. you got to kind of respect that that dude that dude plays um, and it's yeah mm-hmm. and and especially because like a couple years ago it looked like he was just totally washed mm-hmm. that he was that he they're like that he probably wouldn't hit this like yeah. he was just he just just languishing in the Angels organization uh like as one does yeah 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 Yeah. and like i don't know it looked like he was just done for and then when he finally got away from them it's it's awesome seeing him get like kind of a a a little second wind at the at the the, just the very end of his career and got to cross this line so i think i think that's very cool absolutely i think uh i think that's all we (laughs) 
we're running we're running long here so i think that's all we no got. mailbag today folks no mailbag yeah sorry we will we will catch up with uh mailbag next time probably uh We'll we'll get to your questions unless I don't think they're good questions. So, uh, so, so sit tight on that. Uh, Benu, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, you got any? Uh, I mean, you we we kind of plugged your shows up front, but uh, Patreon, anything else like that? You wanna? Yeah, I'll plug everything okay. again. I do want to really yeah. quickly share. Um, you guys kind of made fun of uh, my brother, my captain, my podcast for being similar to my brother, my brother and me podcast. <laughs> I had yeah. no idea that podcast existed until you mentioned that. And then <laughs> I went into all my podcast apps and looked it up. I'm like, oh, shit, this is beating us in the, uh, what's yeah. it called, the yeah. search results. It's oh, one that's of, a bad it's SEO huge. you yes. got there, I, actually. I had no idea because I ran that name by my co-host and two other people like, oh, that's such a clever name. That's so good. Yeah. Uh-huh. None of us had heard of that but incredible uh <laughs> real quickly if you want the a song of ice and fire and house of the dragon thing that's not a cast asoiaf the lord of the rings thing and rings of power my brother my captain my podcast the metal gear solid thing that's podcast on frontiers and if you just want the menu thing i'm at the nuclear bomb anywhere you'll find me on social media Hell yeah. Great Hell follow. Yeah. Highly recommended, folks. <laughs> go go do it. Go listen to the shows. I, I listen I listen to all of them to, to to more or less, you know. I listen to the Metal Gear <laughs> one the most. But I do like all the other ones. I really, really do like all the other ones. So uh yeah, go go check those out. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. And uh everyone, go sign up for the Patreon. Because uh, we're going to be having another bonus episode coming out this week. Uh, and then throughout the playoffs, we're going to have a whole bunch of watch along parties, uh, more than the one a month we normally are doing. I think we're going to try to do one at kind of every level of every series, yeah. you know, um, you know, the wild card, whatever they call it now, uh, the DS, the CS the World Series. We're going to try to do a, a watch along for all of those. So uh, and we got really great guests coming up. can't wait for me to ha- take so much psychic damage during those watch alongs yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to the beach episode with the first the first guest uh great guest here in our string of great guests uh thank you for listening everybody yeah. we'll we'll talk to you later bye standing on the edge of the crater like the prophets once said And the ashes are all cold now No more bullets And the embers are dead Whispers in the air Tell the tales of the brothers gone Desolation, devastation What a mess we made when it all went wrong Watching from the edge of the circus For the games to begin Gladiator